0: We're in. We're in, Val. Episode 80, Strength Hammer Podcast. The Knot. It's, I, I would assume we're square-based here at the Strength Hammer Podcast because we're talking old world. Oh. We support.
1: Oh. This is a very bast podcast. That's good to know.
0: It is. It is. I mean, I, I went to a, a vast GT. Um, I've subscribed to my first Patreon. I'm not sure if you noticed uh, that I described Oh, really? To, I did. I did. And it's a very square best Patreon because I had to see that discord that you guys have over there for the SquareBase gt holy cow
1: the uh yeah SquareBase uh discord is popping off it's quite uh it's hard for me to even keep up but i, I do feel I, I do feel the uh the obligation to appear there as frequently as i possibly can uh also because the the combos are good man it's been it's a great little group that's uh come together on that 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 one's all rob rob's uh mm-hmm. rob's a long time internet guy and so i think he learned uh we learned a while ago that, um, well, much like I realized, the common commons are t- tend to be I don't know, kind of ruined by a lot of naysaying and, and infighting and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have, uh, it's not trying to be exclusive by having the discord as Patreon only, it's more just like you have to want to be there, and that tends to make for better, better groups of people talking to each other. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, no, absolutely. Like I said, I never signed up for a Patreon before, not because I didn't feel like giving people my money, just because. You know, I'm doing my own hustles and all that sort of stuff, but I guess like this is community I want to be part of, and you guys seem to have the best community forming around you. I mean, obviously the square base GT that was that was an excellent start to that community. So,
1: yeah, I mean that was wild. I couldn't believe that. So like, uh, I guess you you talked about it on the show, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was blown away that you know we had 30 signed up. We we wound up playing with 29, I guess, right? Or did we go down to 28? We went down to 28. 28 28, was rolling dice. Uh, but we had 30 at one point, um, actually more than that. There were a couple drops. So the, uh, but that was eighth edition fantasy and, um, nothing, but like so much enthusiasm for that guys driving who knows how, how long, I don't know, 18 hours from the, from the East coast of Canada. Yeah. Uh, we have people flying in from the UK. We had Lord Blacksell came in second, <laughs> pardon me. Adam Camilleri won the damn thing. Yep. The voice of 40 K, um, Who's working on his own little podcast right now for, for Old World Two? Ooh, Chuck. is he? We got I, some competition coming our way.
0: I missed that. What's what's? Let's give it a little shout. Does he have a shout out? Is it out in it yet, or is he just working background noise right now? Uh,
1: no, no. I think I think it's got a quiet launch. Okay. Um, I object to the name. I object to the name because I oh, think boy. I don't. Well, I'll I'll hit you with it. It's here. It is. It's called that Old World Charm. Uh... I think they could I think they could've, you know, maybe maybe uh hit the drawing board a little bit more on that one. But regardless, yeah, it's a yeah. powerhouse show. Because it's like his Art of War Down Under show. I don't know if you ever oh, listened yes. to that for forty K.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and, but you. it's
1: it's got one of my co-hosts from Grim After Dark on it, uh Danny McDevitt. Mm-hmm. And um my co-host from uh, 40K Stat Center back in the day, Peter the Falcon Colosimo.
0: Oh, that's where, uh, so okay. That's where Peter ended yeah. up. Okay, because I was wondering. I'm like, he's he's on Goonhammer. I'm like, where is his voice going to yeah. end up for Old World?
1: Yeah, that's where. It, so they started a show, um, and uh, and uh, well, you
0: know, if 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 three guys can
1: overcome a name like that, it's those three guys. It's it's. I, I listened to the first episode already. It's sort of quietly out there. You can find it on Podbean, I guess. Yep. Um, i assume it'll be making its way to the various aggregators but here i am plugging someone else's show that's that's how magnanimous we are in, in square base
0: <laughs> absolutely now I, I i'm looking forward to that because it's as you're aware we're, we're in between that that phase of we have the embargo open but we have that two-week pre-order before we actually have the rules so you know you yeah. and i are consuming as much as we physically can like and it's it's here's here's a fire hose drink and we're like okay <laughs> so i just you just yeah. added another hour and a half to 2 hours maybe 3 who knows how long it is to my uh to my list of listens in the next couple of days
1: yeah that'll be a good one I, I will say that art of war down under eventually i guess it was as i was falling out of love with 40k but even when i was as deep into 40k as i could be um it 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 did feel like homework at times so um i feel like it was it was just a lot of heavy uh, dense uh breakdowns of of rules as they were appearing um but uh for something like this like where you know there is no meta there is no um you know tournaments to turn to um soon we're gonna have people actually on tables like putting these rules into action that's so sick i'm so mm-hmm. excited to see what people come up with um but uh but yeah it's it's great to have like all of the different viewpoints like rob's crushing it with his army overviews overviews right now yeah square based on youtube or mm-hmm. podcast, whichever you prefer. Is where I'm from. Um, me and Rob have been doing a show about old world for about a year now. Yeah. Um, which is funny. We've literally just been, just been vamping for time for <laughs> for a year until about two and a half months ago. And it when us, started really heating
0: up. Yeah, it caught us all off kind of caught us all off guard. Like right now, my local crew, we planned and, and one of the guys, Neil, Mike, my, my, actually everyone else, just to the, the elephant in the room. Obviously, Neil's not here tonight because I have Val joining me because I want to. Talk old world with Bow because Neil, yep, Neil's out. But Neil wrote this lovely uh, Age of Sigmar hex map campaign supplement, and uh, and he started writing it like six months ago. Finalized it, mm-hmm. and then Old World came out, and he's just like, "Well, shit." And we're like, "No, no, we're still playing this. You put a lot of effort into this. We printed out those tiles. We're playing Sigmar at least once a month for the next year. <laughs> but everything else is probably gonna be Old World in our in our universe." Um, yeah, I, from
1: here, man, I, I've got, like, this big, like, I've, I've, I've slowly wound down my 40K collection. Um, right now, I'm down to terrain and, well, just a uh, just a lot of of orcs, um, all my painted <laughs> orcs. Um, it's a lot of stuff. And I have to, like, really resist uh, starting to sell it off, to be honest with you, because, like, I can't see myself, like, the only other game I could see myself pivoting to from here is probably AOS, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I have, there's... The, the boner for for 40k is is completely gone she it's it's not twitching it's not doing anything it's mm. gone I don't know what happened it's 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 <laughs> I am so so incredibly jazzed for uh for what old world brings those from so many different angles it's it's cool
0: it is and, and it's I'm, I'm blessed because I was enjoying uh even Rob's podcast for the past year and a half because it so is my local scene because we've been playing we never really well, I don't say we never stopped, but probably about two years ago we started getting back into it because I got the itch and got it going again. And those guys were very I keen remember to do you
1: would when, yeah. when I posted about my first Empire I mean, I'm sure if I went back like the first my first <laughs> thing was I saw this like painted Empire collection, I was like, fucking, well, I'm doing
0: it. Oh, sorry, is this a, no you can swear? I don't know You're where good. what where we fall. Nope. Anywhere's anything's fine. Probably not.
1: Probably tried not to. But <laughs> anyway, this isn't an, this isn't an Australian podcast where I'm supposed to. Um the uh, anyway. I picked up the second hand really nicely painted Nordland army.
0: Mm. And
1: I swear you got to, You had to have been one of the first people to post on that. And I think, yeah, you were, you, you guys were gearing up for, uh, for us of Christmas time, uh, uh, former fantasy game. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah.
0: nice little 12 person tournament, uh, for, you know, invitational obviously, but, uh, I know I, 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 I wanted you to come down, but obviously it's Christmas time. It makes it hard, but, uh, Hey, next year, Marsh. Terathi invitational, um, it's probably gonna be earlier in the year, and it's gonna be the old world. That's already confirmed. So we'll uh, we'll talk deets once I get it started. Because right. you're know, Yes. I I, I still, even if he,
1: even you even if you shit like literally last weekend in November, like that that is like after that. Like it to me the 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 holidays are very inappropriately named. There are no there's no holiday
0: in the holidays. <laughs> it's actually one of the most relentless periods of time of year for me uh. for whatever reason. Well, uh, uh, so yeah 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 november's november's not out of the question it, it that kind of comes down to what my schedule's like for the u.s open because usually yeah, yeah. sometime in november they put in the uh grand finale and i, I want to be i want to be part of that uh, 40k grand narrative because that's super fun that's the fun part of 40k right there narrative
1: right the now. 40k so maybe it doesn't translate to to, to like video blog like blogs but like uh i think it just doesn't translate to blogs but like the the times where I've uh, where I've tried to, to catch what the scene was like at those, I was like, eh, well, it's not my cup of tea. Let's just say it didn't feel it didn't feel like something I would be into. But no, it's... it doesn't mean that it's not fun, man. It doesn't mean it's not fun.
0: Hey, I'm... one day we'll get a uh, old world narrative going. Maybe not for the US Open, but, you know, someone will run it, whether it's you, whether it's me. We'll make Rob do it. How about that? He's got the venue. <laughs> Rob's <laughs> talked a lot. He's talked a lot of shit about about
1: nerd. I would love to, to just be like, all right, Rob. Make a narrative event. Let's okay. see what happens.
0: He's he's probably uh, dead asleep right now, him. so that's time to volunteer him for stuff. I actually would
1: uh I would hope he was asleep, but I don't think he is. Uh <laughs> that's fair, yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see. Yeah, last message I got from him was uh was eight minutes ago. So yes, please no, go to bed, Rob. Yeah, Rob, go to bed. Or he, he's gonna, he's got
0: randomly messages like, What are you doing on someone else's podcast? He's like, Shut up, how do you know? <laughs> well there's
1: no secrets in this in in this in this uh in this bromance i i I let them know when i'm getting out there a little bit it's all good there
0: you go there you go but uh yeah but i mean honestly what i want to do is because like there's been a lot of shift lately uh on my channel mm -hmm. to do old world stuff uh and like i said i I got mm -hmm. to know you real well because we met at the u.s open uh series um you know, helped you set up cameras probably poorly i was probably just in your way and that's that's fine but you were kind and you let me help out. oh not
1: at bit. all you you were you were uh, you were a beacon of kindness in a uh, in a in a serious grind uh so <laughs> i appreciated every every single thing you helped out with those were all each one of those was its own unique challenge um <laughs> oh, and yeah. every 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 little bit of help i got i really appreciated.
0: they st- still are but uh in a good way um yeah then like i th- I think we kind of like just connected more on facebook because the old world stuff and then that gt popped up and you bugged me and i was just like hell yeah but uh i, I, I don't even think you thought about it no i was just I think like you were like yeah i'm there yeah and I, I, <laughs> then i had to figure out how to tell my wife i was leaving the day after thanksgiving for the u.s which honestly wasn't that big of a deal it's you eat for a day then you like we don't do black friday so she's yeah. like okay have fun um well
1: there's no sales tax year-round in pennsylvania so i mean what's the big deal right
0: oh no we're, 6%. we're six percent
1: you're six i thought is it is it no, i know new there's Ham- busloads of canadians new hampshire that come down new maybe it's luxury goods there's something that doesn't have sales tax in pennsylvania uh, i mean because
0: there's definitely like shopping tours of canadians that come down you know
1: what specifically i specifically to pennsylvania
0: i wonder if they go to wheeling which is right next between pennsylvania and ohio that part of west virginia Okay. That's probably that's where the casinos are at, and I bet that they probably have some sort of taxing there. Because that's whatever. All right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway regardless. But... Pretty inside baseball there. <laughs> yeah, a little little weird. Also, we got so
1: you're you're a yinzer, so you're a yinzer, so we got to talk Bills Steelers at some point. I heard you guys doing a little. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys did a little football preamble on the last
0: show. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Well, I mean, um, Neels kept Cleveland, so I gotta I gotta talk my shit. But uh, wow,
1: well, I mean, Bills are playing the Steelers.
0: Yeah, it's. It's interesting because the Bills are what got us into the uh, playoffs, pretty much. It feels like by by what they did. Now they're now we got to beat them. Uh, because yeah, they beat or no, the Titans. Ti- yeah, the Titans lost. That's what we needed. Bills yes. beat Titans. So, uh, for a week we were friends. Now we're enemies. Uh, well,
1: hopefully, hopefully the Bills uh are haven't are struggling at just like winning games outright. Like every game has to be this like dramatic friggin nightmare. Um, actually, the last game of the season, it was actually Miami they played, and uh, I fell asleep with my son after reading him his his, his nighttime story, and I woke up at twelve thirty, and it was the perfect way to watch a Bills game, just like <laughs> go to be, go to bed hopeful, not have to have a heart attack for for three hours, wake up, they won, perfect. I hope I hope to be able to take the cryogenic approach to all future Bills games.
0: The the, the Steelers method is very much a we play to the level of our competition. So if you gave us the Chiefs right now, we'd probably play a really fantastic game and try and keep pace, but you give us the slop, you give us the, you know, the Patriots, we'll play like worse than the Patriots. It's it, it's a constant heart attack. We don't know what team we're going to get. And that that seems to be just always the case.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of, uh, you know, like new new beginnings and, uh, and a new era mm-hmm. in Old World, uh, we also, we see Bill Belichick going down. Uh, pete carroll fired uh nick saban over in, in the college game retired this is truly a new era not it's... only for warhammer but for the the great great american game of football
0: i mean there's there's rumors that uh tomlin might step away after this year for those Steelers. not not he's not doing a bad job but he's not doing a great job and maybe he wants to step away you know personally and find a new home to see if he can mix things up which would be would be scary for pittsburgh for one reason that because that means we could potentially end up with belichick <laughs> uh no way that, that, how old is mike donlin he's not he's he's young. he's young he's
1: 50 he's 51
0: yeah he's young i i, uh, I don't think he'll stop coaching but good. he might stop coaching pittsburgh is the rumors
1: um yeah i wonder if, i wonder of those guys which guys wind up somewhere else but anyway
0: yeah but how about that old world pal old world is fantastic and then uh yeah like so that's that's why you're here so we can learn more about you point point people mm-hmm. towards your show and uh also just just enjoy old world like what about that pre-release like how how was it for you not not not. let's to me the queue system works i know other people had issues but tell me what, what was your perspective from this pre-release like what did you go for what were you concerned about any issues did you temper um, yourself i would
1: i did well i, I didn't I, I mean for some people like you didn't fucking temper yourself uh, but I did. Like, I, I, a couple things happened actually that really did help. One, for whatever reason, dice didn't make it to North America. Yeah, because I don't know if that ship is uh, on the wrong side of the of 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 the Houthi rebels in, in Africa or something. But uh, yeah, it didn't didn't make it. So um, we uh, so I didn't have to be tempted by I think it's over fifty dollars Canadian per per tube of dice. Yeah, it's forty two U S. I Think. <clears throat> yeah uh so yeah we're usually 20 percent above that so that 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 tracks um and uh and then uh, so i didn't wind up have to get the dice but i did get all the cards and i got all the books and i picked up um i picked up the bretonians um because uh i did like i don't have any men at arms so there's a beefy beefy unit mm-hmm. in there and i really do like those those little guys i think they're great <laughs> um and uh, obviously i want a duke or a baron on a on a, on a Pegasus yeah. super annoyed that the BSB is another sprue.
0: It's what uh, I've it's totally went just the top, right? The Pegasus is the same or is the Pegasus different?
1: Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Everything else is the same. It's just like, there's a, I guess there's a, uh, you know, the, the Lord or hero sprue. And then they, they swap that out and that becomes a, a the, there's a BSB sprue. Uh, yeah. but when I read the original announcement for it, I read it as it makes three different kits. And so I was stoked. I was like, that's sick, man. Like no matter what, like if you go with the, the Baron or the Duke, um, you'll still have the 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 banner arm. You can just slap that on whomever you want. They can be your your BSB. Wrong. Nope. nope. sorry, can't do it that way. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, so I didn't buy the BSB in the sta- in the standalone box. That's true. Um, and I didn't grab any of the other like side kits. I was thinking hard about the the. Uh, I was talking about on the on Square base. I was talking about the 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 uh, Grail Reliquy and the uh, and the Grail Pilgrims, <laughs> who I do like. They're quite charming. Yep um but um you know 180 bucks Canadian for just the reliquy uh rel- relic relic reliquay relic I don't know relique, reliquary um <laughs> uh, well rel- no that's I think that's that's sisters I think um it and it's r-e-l-i-q-u-e it's like relique really uh anyway um and uh, I, I balked at that. I did balk at that. So I hope I didn't get anyone um, purchasing that, and then I and then I chickened out. But uh, also Highland Miniatures, who's a great Patreon slash uh, STL maker, um, they've just gone full bootleg mode. Oh, are they, <laughs> and cute, yeah. they
0: yeah. <laughs> not even trying upon, to hide it?
1: Yeah, once upon a time, I felt like they were kind of putting their own spin on stuff, but their they're Bretonians are just Bretonians. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well- uh, so guess, they, and they, this month they had the the Grail relic and uh, and so I think if if I feel that I need them I will probably print them off. But, I guess but I've if, got if they I do, I gave I gave GW uh, close to a grand, so that's fine. Oh,
0: there you go. I, I suppose if uh, Highland Miniatures uses the old Florida Lee instead of the new one that GW has, technically aren't they safe? <laughs> so just making French maybe. Then. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm not an IP lawyer. I don't know
1: exactly where where things uh you know start and stop yeah they're just making french knights but even just their the dimensions of them mm-hmm. like um uh although they uh they're they're like the uh, highlands sculpts in in very much a heroic scale um so like you know big hands big big faces um but they uh they also um make their models at 32 millimeters so they'd be more at home in in like um uh, in like the os scale um, and it's also interesting to notice that things like the foot knights, like the the, the foot knights of the realm that are are coming out, when you look at them side by side mm-hmm. with some of the men at arms, like they're clearly at the new new scale of, of that GW works with, which is you know roughly thirty two mil. Yeah, and <laughs> um, heroic, you and you that's jarring. It. Like like it's 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 it is a significant jump. Um, and at the rate that they seem to be refreshing these lines, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of scale uh mismatches but that, that's fine i mean yeah, that's the way the games are always
0: that already exists like if i look at my high elves and i have my sword master like game you know, my block of 40 that i have here's all the island of blood ones and here's the old metal ones. same thing with white lines i don't think i have any of the old metal phoenix guard maybe like one or two so like i don't have it there but like even that yeah you could see the creep there i'm sure it's just gonna get worse and worse I, I although I'm... And i mean i I like a lot of people
1: like object to the 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 bigification, but uh, I I personally love it. I think I I I really love the mm-hmm. the sculpts that GW comes up with. I think that's the only reason I was bummed about when we first knew that Old World was going to be mostly old range old models. Um, I guess I was mostly bummed just because I was excited to see you know what would a you know twenty twenty you know three version of Tomb Kings look like. You know like what oh, would they yeah. do with skeleton horsemen? You know what would they do with these things? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and to so to not get to get that full full force of GW's uh, sculpting might it was you know a little bit of a lunchbox letdown. But those of us that were paying attention had a lot of months to work through all of those emotions. Um, it's been interesting <laughs> watching the internet catch up to where all all like yeah. the uh, the super nerds have been for a while.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember how many like uh, so. I was on Warhammer Weekly last night with Vince to talk Old World, and like almost every episode I've done since that last article about the whole legacy and support like it's just oh, like man. it's like hey we we knew mostly about this 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 110 sentence line is the issue right now don't worry about the other parts that you're also worrying about it's it's fine but um yeah no it's I mean, I, yeah it's I it's fun probably, to catch up
1: yeah I got to likely should probably soft shoe around it but it does seem kind of like a it's a questionable call uh <laughs> the yeah. the legacy stuff I don't know how much... Obviously, I'm a proponent of uh, uh, it definitely... Everything that the insiders have been uh, saying out of the corner of their mouth about the Legacy Armies is that they're, you know... At at least uh, they appear to be at least on par with all the Grand Armies in uh, Forces of Fantasy and and Ravening Hordes. There should be no reason not to play with them uh, amongst your friends or at any independent tournament or event. Um, It did seem strange that they would come out so forcefully against them, and I... Who knows wow. the exact motivations behind that? I've speculated a bunch of different stuff. Um, but either way, it's a, it's a head scratcher. And I just hope that the community just decides to ignore that. And, uh, I, you know, everyone gets to play.
0: I, I feel like uh, the community has, in essence, like the, the podcast and shows are out there like mine, yours and just everybody's. Every single person was like, yeah, if it's an event I'm running, they're allowed. And it, it was kind of like, OK, you know that this community too like there was so much comp back in the day obviously they went to ninth yep. age and did all that stuff warhammer army's product warhammer armies projects because i refuse to call it the other word <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh yeah but uh yeah it, it's one of those things where it's if you if they said something that we don't like such as that okay it's like okay cool thanks uh anyway uh here's what we're gonna do because you know y- you you kind of memed on it but put it very correctly it's like we're going to do this anyway once it's out like once it's out of your hands like it's out of your hands we'll do what we want and we will yeah you either choose to adapt to us like like Sigmar did when Sigmar launched or you'll be separated from us which I don't want the separation that's my only fear from all this isn't that I can't play my dark elves or I can't play my you know whatever legacy army that's out there I can't start escaping army it's more of I don't want to see this game gets separated from the core people making it at Games Workshop, because I think that's when things get off the rails. I'm not saying that we need to accept everything they say and just bow to them entirely with this stuff, but we need Mm -hmm. to work with them, they need to work with us. And I think it's been voiced that people don't like that statement, but it's also like, we're going to do this anyway. We just understand that at these places it will not happen, which is, sure, it is what it is.
1: Well, it, it, it just it seems so um out out of uh left field um, just because of like the the general vibe of old world is very nineties GW uh, in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm. And this might be something that people who have uh, been engaged with uh, you know, SDS games, um, you know, they might already be used to, whether it's Horse Heresy, Necromunda, Blood Bowl or whatever. It's a lot more hands-off. There's rules for there's tons of rules in these in these books uh, for you know units um, that don't have models. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you will have no choice but to hobby up yourself or find an alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, fundamentally, out of the gates, um, you know, it's interesting that they would comment on tournament tournaments because, um, well, I mean, if you were starting from scratch and you wanted to be GW only, really, your only options are uh, stuff from the AOS range and Bretonians and Tomb Kings. Right. Um, so you know, like, there's just not there's not a lot like. I don't know how many people will be able to do a. I don't know how GW can run an event, really. Uh, there's just not enough. <laughs> there's just not enough stuff um, aside from you know all of the you know various armies that people have in their closets that they held on to and all that stuff or sold to me. Um, so me, yeah, so- it just. Uh, <laughs> but like from everything, from like uh, the points level to the mm-hmm. size of the table, um, to uh, you know, like just. A lot of important decisions some of the some of the models have variable base sizes, like it could be this or this um, yeah, you know that's an uh, one. yeah <laughs> like they 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 did not take a stand on basically anything. it has been very classically you know the game we've made the game go out go out and you know multiply have fun with it, you know like uh except for don't use the c <laughs> armies, which is strange uh because if if um it just seems to me like it's something that they. Uh, committed to doing and Mm -hmm. seem to at a very late hour decide that no actually that's a dumb idea we shouldn't have we shouldn't have done this um for whatever reason they they view it um and they try to put the genie back in the bottle and i'm i I hope that the pdf still show up on time and you know are released at a reasonable uh period of time from after launch and especially in light of how well things sold one has to hope that they've met any any goals that they had hoped for with with the game i know It sure feels like online, although I'm in an echo chamber at this point. um, uh, You know, it feels like a lot of anyone who's producing fantasy or old world adjacent content is, um, you know, definitely getting record viewership and and lots of people interested in in, in seeing things, finding out everyone is a a former fantasy player that, uh, especially in the tournament scene, that wishes they could have been playing fantasy this whole time. So, like, this game has got legs. And uh, it just seemed really strange to, at the last second, say actually half of you guys you can't play, Um, which is basically what I took issue with. So right. Hopefully, uh, I'm glad. Hopefully, things they said
0: they said it before the pre-order day, thankfully. But also, it's like that's hurting literally the day before. Yeah, that's literally the the day before. before, And I think what, like I said, the most community, the people who are just like, yeah, we're going to play this anyway, or like we've been around and following this, we knew there wasn't going to be support. We're just ignore this line but like it did break my heart whenever i jumped onto the old world facebook or twitter and someone just going am i not allowed to play this game like and they were just like they yeah. just globalized it you know cuz that's what happens and then just raptifier. It. it's like no you can play you're you're you are perfectly viable to play you are welcome bring out your skaven let's have a good time yeah and the irony is if you're playing skaven uh, you're better supported than <laughs> the core factions like
1: yeah <laughs> if you're playing basically all of the legacy factions are ease more accessible to a new player, then basically everything except Britonians and Doom Kings. Yeah, and you, maybe Warriors of maybe Warriors of Chaos, but even then, like you'd be buying the the new sculpt AOS stuff, which is not what they're going to release when, uh, when the time comes. Um, you know the the studio old world uh, Warriors of Chaos army that's in the books, uh, is very much the old, you know, standing shoulder shoulder guys. <laughs> like right. it's yeah. uh, you know, um. So I think you know anyone who does politely ignore the. GW's bizarre uh, plea to not buy models from Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bizarre world, uh, you know. Is going to have a really pretty army, um, and uh, we'll have lots of opponents. I sure hope. Um, but yeah, so hopefully it becomes a non-issue. The other thing is too is that I think um, as a company, um, you know, it, the, because a they wrote those seven factions, so someone thought that they should be in the game. I like to think that's probably the game designer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, you know, at some point they thought, you know, it, it's not right to is, to start this game without those factions. Cause that's totally something they could have done and said, Nope, we're coming out with nine factions. Whatever reason we can't, we can't do those other guys. They're not in the game. We're, we're hyper-focused
0: just... on this world. Sure. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then that's, this is what it is. You're going to have to deal with it. That would have been a very GW, GW style of and approach. Um, so uh, they didn't do that. They wrote, they wrote, um, you know all all seven of those armies, and uh, again, from what I from what I understand, I haven't seen them firsthand yet. They're they're perfectly on par with everyone else, and and uh, I laugh too. Like this, like you don't want to use those guys in tournaments because they're not going to get ongoing support and, and rebalancing. It's like, well, guys, um, the Bretonian book uh, was written in 2004, and yeah. people are still using that, yeah. and uh, I'm not sure how many erratas it ever got. So you know, um, if the rules are written well enough. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the people can sit around and wait. And I think if the demand is strong enough, which it, it clearly feels is. like it's there. Yeah,
0: if you go on the website right like now, the only things you can buy is what the Arcane... Not the Arcane. I think you can buy the Arcane Journals. You can buy the Army Books. You can't buy the Core Book. And I think you can buy the Tomb Kings box. I think that's all that's left in North America. Maybe the card sleeves. Yep. Yeah, Tomb Kings did not sell out,
1: actually. Tomb Kings looked looked uh, quite, quite available if you wanted to dabble in Tomb Kings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is... You know that was a bit of bummered me. Yeah. I was hope- I was hoping to see the the full sellout, but like yeah, a lot a lot of things did sell out. I mean, I, I think there can be no doubt that this was a sales success at least so far. Yes. Um, and they will they would need sustained success. Uh, you know to, to get them to maybe undo some of their stances, but we'll see. I think I think it does feel like a game that's already telegraphing that it's it's meant to be a um a sort of a long long unfolding story and. I don't know if that means it escapes the three-year new edition cycle or not. I I pine for a, a four-year or maybe even a five-year cycle, mm-hmm. um, and uh, maybe just a nice, pleasant, steady release pace would be great. Um, but yeah. I also want to be able to see people who you know want to engage with it, want to play, you know, find that they're able to, that they're able to get things that they want and and stuff like that. So we'll just have to see how it goes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I'd like the, I like a four or five-year cycle. The three-year cycle. Like i play sigmar and 40k and it's i can keep up with sigmar 40k i just walk up every time like all right what am i doing again at least i'm eldari and i can all just right. break stuff but it, it's hard to keep pace with that so i i, I hope for a yeah. slightly slower not too slow but you, know, it's yeah, and
1: you never different. know like this i mean if old world is um if it does have the 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 staying power and the and the support that i, I think it does um, because uh, again, uh, the one thing I've said on SquareBase a lot is just the idea that, like, um, in a, in a lot of ways, fantasy died so that GW could live. Yeah, uh, if that makes any sense, and that's not because killing fantasy was uh, a good decision. It was actually because killing fantasy was probably a terrible decision, and releasing AOS the way it was released was a terrible decision. And um, you know, like I'm sure made with the best of intentions, but nonetheless had not the effects that they were looking for. And if what it forced was a big thawing in the company and, oh, yeah. um, and a massive amount of outreach, um, re-engagement with, with, with customers, with community leaders, um, you know, like, uh, witnessing that was amazing. I remember listening to a podcast when, uh, the first, uh, uh, GW Facebook page appeared and the host said, Oh no, that's fake. That's fake. That's not real. Yeah,
0: why would they I do couldn't
1: that? literally, literally wouldn't believe that GW would start a Facebook page again. <laughs> um, like that's how deep and, and suspicious uh, the two parties were. Uh, it was a bit, bit like you know, it was like U.S. and China. It was G.W. versus its,
0: its customers, or U.S. But there and was this... or U.S. and Iraq, or, yeah, US... or U.S. Russia, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but there was
1: this great, there's this great thawing, right, and and a re engagement. And I think Eighth Edition 40K, from in my experience, and also the the original General's Handbook, uh, you know, for the players who played AOS, were these really cool um collaborations that's the way it felt it felt collaborative it very much Um, was
0: i I lived in that because i went to sigmar and i was like a you know a little person on twitter and like there wasn't many of us so you know when gw was coming to adepticon me and uh uh, my friend tyler we reached out and we set up a meeting with you know andy smiley pete foley and like you know the rules writers like you know jess and ben like it was you know one of the highlights of my my hobby life because they're just like yeah let's go and we filled the room with people from the U.S. who were, like, community leaders and, you know, top players. You know, wherever we could based upon, like, my knowledge. And, you know, it, it, that's where things formed. I think out of that, the first playtest community formed for Sigmar. And then they started doing that for 40K as well. And it's just like, yeah, and, like, it expanded. And it, it, You are right. It did make a um, huge impact to see Games Workshop reach out and be willing to and listen. And, you know, I, and I won't lie, like, Sigmar's a great game. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: oh yeah, but... I think Sigmar is in broad like as far as like a threat for, as far as old war is concerned. Sigmar is the safest. I think if, if oh, yeah. anything, people come from 40k, not Sigmar. Uh, like right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's 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 a very unique scene. Like uh, the the players that play it are are, are you know like um, it's a very hard fought, organically grown like customer base that they have built out of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm really really happy that that game has developed, and I and I love too now that old world is is here that like, like sort of that is a, a com- completion to the puzzle right? right like you have for me I, I become more interested in the future of of like what happens after um the old world a- aka the mortal realms and aos and all that stuff uh than i was before uh when the past didn't exist uh, if that makes any sense at all it oh, no, uh, yeah. just kind of makes it more of a whole uh, a continuum that i think is is really great so
0: What's oh, great. I, I, cool. I loved living the end times. I think, it, as an elf player specifically, it was one of the best send offs and ending to a story that I could hope for because then you saw, you talked about the cyclical nature, and then you saw the elf gods become the new gods and all that. But the biggest complaint for the longest time, and I still hear it today for Sigmar, is man, the lore is just not great. And it's like, okay, hmm. okay, you're coming into Sigmar. That, that's wonderful. Let me tell you about the old world. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. Like, but there's where your lore's at. If you and like with yeah. this game coming in old world coming into play now, I think a lot of people who never looked at it go, Oh, let me see what's going on and go like, Oh, well, Tyrion and Techlas, what were they doing right now? What what's going on? Why they're not gods? What's happening? And it's only going to enrich that. And I do like things too, where now that we've seen the end into the new thing, we can see those nods as they recreate new models. My favorite bit right now is that uh uh Lady Elise. Mm-hmm. Uh, model because she has an elf and she's got an elf and, uh very clearly an elf wand wand and it's just like man they would have yeah. never done that before but now that we know wink wink nod nod here you go
1: and, and I think there's also within like I mean there's a lot of latitude as well within um the world you know chaos winning Archeon doing his thing uh within that there's also a lot of latitude to go back and maybe clean up some of the gnarlier uh Bits or like allude to a different ending. I think in some ways, there is no doubt that like you're the only person, maybe the only person I've ever heard defend the the end times lore. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, I I go so far uh, as to defend the, Teclis All right, I'm a, I think Teclis uh, was the he was the only one trying in the end times. He's the only one that cared to risk it all to try and save it all. And everyone hates Teclis He's like, oh, he's the village idiot. That's the, that's the joke. Like, no, he tried. Yeah, he he even sacrificed well, his own goddess in the last attempt to do it. Like, sure he failed but you know you gotta try
1: yeah just, everyone was well i guess yeah he was he went out swinging but uh <laughs> like uh yeah i i just i i find it interesting that like in the fullness of time there's there is the opportunity to yeah, do a better version of that but i mean that's so far off like who knows how long they even take to get to the you know great war against chaos like you even noticing like there's some like head scratcher missing units uh like wars of chaos don't have skull crushers um, mm-hmm. you know, like anything that's like particularly demonically charged, uh seems not to be in the game yet. And obviously by the time you get to the Great War against Chaos, um They'll there is there. a great rift and and there's gonna be lots of demonic activity and all that fun stuff. Um so like it does feel like they're leaving a lot of runway to just do this narrative arc. So to even think forward, um, you know, uh is is like that's it's probably yeah, like that's a it, lifetime away
0: yeah as a high elf player as well i was excited because i was kind of mentally bracing because i think early on we saw the hints especially in like bretonian like not everything's in the rule book there's going to be some things left out for lore reasons or whatever uh decision <laughs> is and as a high elf player i was like okay well sword master's going to be around they'll travel around the world they always have phoenix guard mm-hmm. maybe not so much i could see white lions in a small format because they might go with like princes and stuff but I was, like, mentally ready. Like, mm-hmm. why would the Sisters of Avalor ever leave? Why the hell did they care about the Old World? So I was prepared to have a slim down list. And when I saw the High Elves get everything, mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually a little bit shocked. I was excited. You know, like, okay, there's... I can bring my Phoenix to the Old World. This is great. I didn't expect he would leave the island either, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also
1: other interesting things. Like, for example, uh, uh, the... Uh, I don't even know what you call them in in, in fantasy because i never ran them but uh the squid squig
0: hoppers yep squig hoppers um, i think i think it's the
1: so name the, yeah uh, bounders um and uh what's the armored version of that uh in in aos oh um knights, anyway squig, there's
0: squig, ho- squig hopper knights or something it's it's
1: well if you look if you look at the unit card for those guys in old world they have like armor upgrade options and they can like carry lances and stuff <laughs> which is not what they is not what their original model would have let them do so like they that that's like a designed crossover that again like i wonder sometimes like how much uh of the like the very specific setting that then like the no crossover thing was always there and like how much of it was something that came in right at the end mm-hmm. um or at least in more recent history as they um as I started trying to like strategize this rollout. Um so yeah, like there's uh it's it's interesting to see what you know what what's made the cut into old world and, and what what's been uh left behind. And there's also lots of there's lots of eighth edition models. Like I think um I think I may have um done that Warhammer player thing of not of of like reading adding a sentence or not reading a sentence fully. I, oh, yeah. I assumed like all models would be supported, much like uh the eighth edition uh, uh 40k transition included every model in the range including a lot of stuff that either never existed or was out of print and um and there's tons of eighth ed models that just you know um don't appear to have any rules especially all the like the, all the all the forge world stuff is missing um you know like it's uh it's it's interesting that like there's still lots of things out there for example you know guys like matthias elias to out there and make some <laughs> rules for or just port them over it probably wouldn't be that hard to take an eighth edition you know unit unit sheet and uh and just bring it into old world yeah um, i mean points seem to be know, just,
0: very similar across the board yeah. from what it was in eighth edition obviously i think the magic items are the things that might change the most because they're s- different but yeah points don't seem that far off from what we are kind of used to mentally building with
1: yeah um but yeah that's all yeah all that range stuff and like in fairness, too, uh, something that really blew my mind was when we first saw the pre-order list, and like this is half of the stuff. Like this is just Wave One of Bretonia and and Tomb Kings. Like mm-hmm. there's still more to come, right? Um, and it was a crazy amount of stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, the webcart, the webcart was overflowing. And to think that there's, you know, nine, like a uh, like supported factions that they gotta get through, and then on top of that you know another seven that i always suspect they'll get around to and then on <laughs> top of that probably
0: Kislev? i don't know you're yeah there's
1: gonna be some wild cards like they're not gonna not have like a fully new army um release like that that's that's gotta happen i mean that that's that's their that's their money maker right there is like a mm-hmm. totally new army
0: i would buy a um, kiss of army right now if you made it a hundred percent i would be like take, take some- it all
1: I saw someone on Facebook. I've only ever, I've never really seen someone take like a modern painting approach to the old Kislev armies. So they always kind of looked a bit derpy to me, and it was oh, never. Yeah, yeah. Like some people really are super into them, and that's great. But like I've never seen one that was like holy. Uh, and this person had done it, and it was it was it was amazing. So to so to have like that level of painting on top of like maybe some like really nice new models, like that'd be pretty all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cathay obviously is is out there, and uh, and and the wording of the 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 back in the Warhammer Total War, uh, sorry, the Total War Warhammer Three sort of hype build up. The wording in those those things is that these are armies in the old world. And again, this is a long time ago. Now this is right. like three four years ago. Um, three years ago. Uh,
0: anyway, it does like Four years ago was the start of all this, I think.
1: Uh, it's twenty, 20 yeah, yeah twenty nineteen at least twenty nineteen yeah okay um. So anyway, maybe two years ago then is when they did the cafe and the, the Kislev sort of uh, teasers. Um, and they talked about how they wrote like an actual army book, like an eighth edition. They talked about writing an eighth edition army book, you know, for mm-hmm. the devs of uh, of Total War, which oh that'd be cool to, to be you, able to see.
0: You know, it's <clears throat> it's one of those things that it's probably there. They probably, you know, it's probably not tested. It's it's just like in creation, but, you know, it's, it's on some devs hard drive right now in the office on the one drive or whatever just just sitting there and we're all just like man just a peak peak would be great <laughs>
1: yeah That's it's a cool relic yeah. um but uh but like yeah like and Kathy's is so fascinating cuz it does seem like a a like a, a likely addition to the old world and for all the hoopla they've made about it being very focused on the old world like it, <laughs> the, the <laughs> faction that they very well may bring is going to be on the other side, side of, of world. the other side of the world which yeah. hey i'm not gonna i'm not gonna besmirch them for that if that's what they well, do i
0: mean look at this way you always have uh years down the line we have the invasion cycle where you know Cathay comes over and that's when we get like maybe the the lizard men come out from lustria and the dark elves start raiding again like you know, they could do cycles like that i mean the, the, what i do like is that the world's open i and i do appreciate in the last of the articles uh, from the devs they, they talked about, they're not necessarily going to just stick to the straight timeline. They might bounce around a little bit. I got an idea. Let's yeah. do it. So like, we might even go before the 2279 a little bit or, or past it. I mean, obviously we won't go into the old world um, end times setting. I don't think we're going to go too far. Probably not. You know, outside of where we're at, but it's just, it's fun that they get, there's a lot of options. Well,
1: what's, what's interesting is about like them being very set on a specific time and place is that, Fantasy was always anachronistic, like as far as its special characters were concerned, its army compositions were concerned. I mean, if you look at something like Total War, which is what the vast majority at this point, let's be honest, of people would, you know, probably think of first as like a, a touchstone of the game, not the tabletop. Um, it's you know, it is all of the special characters who are, you know, all sort of uh, inhabiting that world at the exact same time. And they in in the lore timeline are from all kinds of different periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, uh, like, you know, you got Grom the Paunch, you know, running around at the same time as Carl Francis on how it goes, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so, um, it's, uh, you know, the, and and the, and the same thing goes for how special characters are presented in the books. You had, um, uh, Gorbat Ironclaw from the, from the, from the orcs and goblins who had this great wah that invaded the empire before they had gunpowder. Mm -hmm. That's how, like, far back in the timeline (laughs) that is. Um, you know, like this idea that like the Von Karsteins are, are all dead. Well, um, you know, like that's actually pretty recent history, actually, mm-hmm. as far as where we are in the old world timeline. Um, and so like, it would be, I, you know, one of my, one of my wish lists is, uh, you know, if they ever do bring vampire counts into the game, which I gotta think they will at some point, maybe they go back, maybe they go backwards and they do a little, uh, they do a little vampire, like uh, vampire wars yeah. campaign oh. supplement or something like that to bring them in.
0: I mean, I I would um, love personally to do a campaign supplement where it's like the War of the Beard again. I know that's really far uh-huh. back, but you know, with the dwarves and the elves, their technology is never changing. So maybe maybe dwarves don't have gyrocopters. I don't I don't remember if they did during that that book series, but you know, just just seeing yeah. where yeah. they could go is fun.
1: Yes, and and like, and this is one of the things. Like, uh, and again, not to brag too too much, but it is one of my least favorite chestnuts is is. Uh, one of the great justifications for blowing it all up was that the the narrative space was too tight. Um, um you know, like they didn't have they didn't have the they didn't have enough freedom to be able to do stuff in the, in this in this tiny little one world that they had <laughs> it's like, you mean like planet earth? Do you think there's not yeah. enough stories to tell on planet earth? The doing? entire history of planet earth? Um, so it always rang a little hollow for me that that was one of the justifications. But uh, yeah, there is there. so much, in fact, um, like even around the old world, you got Tylea, uh, Estalia, Arabi, um, and like a lot of people are like, oh, you can't do Araby. I'm like, yeah, you could, man. Oh like, if you ever such an amazing, such a rich, yeah. like source of of mythological uh, and historical figures that you could pull and very. Amazing, like, do them such justice. Um, like, yeah, if you want to see oh man.
0: a true like exploration of those random places in the old world, the best book series is the Got wreck and Felix because they they roamed Lustria on random they places. They were they're in Arabic for a little bit, like, but it's usually like a chapter or two, but it gives you enough yeah. to go, What the hell's going on in this place? This is pretty cool. <laughs>
1: I'm uh, like uh, I'm the one I'm in. Uh, I, I listen to audio books occasionally, um, and usually as a way to fall asleep. Um, but the one I'm on, they're on, they're on like what do they call this? Like the Doom Barge. What's the big floating zeppelin thing that the dwarves the oh, have? Uh,
0: Thunder Barge. Thunder Barge. Yeah. They're on like
1: a, they're they're on like a Thunder Barge going up into the Chaos Wastes. Mm-hmm. Um, is the story, um, and it might be Demon Slayer as a matter of fact. Um, and I just love it. It's it's so much fun. Um, but like the settings and places and and stuff are just very evocative uh, and like I don't know the old world is a is a is a really fun place to get lost in. It's also got a really strong tradition of role like lit, lit, literal role play through yeah. the warmer uh, fantasy role playing books, which actually have developed these places and spaces, you know, far beyond any of the tabletop books ever did. Um, so that they are you know quite like it's quite a fleshed out um, you know lore and defined place um which is always fun and something like one of gw's true strengths is 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 having such like a, a rich um you know net even though i'm a gamer first and foremost and like eh, probably hobbyist i love the toys and i love having the armies um but like they are grounded in in like even if i only know the broad strokes it feels like there is a truth like there, there's there's substance behind all of these little
0: things well there, there's, um and i think that's particularly cool there's a truth in it too like as i think back more and more i i know the old world very well but there's a lot of like it's high elves like i know about the ten kingdoms but i, I try to think down to like how often was i like in a in one of those kingdoms for a length of time i can think of a couple book series mm-hmm. like you know uh was it with Alathanar and Nagarathe and all that sort of stuff and like Averlorn with the tyrian and uh, techless ones, but I'm like, I never really got to see much of and I never got to see much of, of Illyria or there. Like, the, the gates, I knew where the Dragon Gate, the Eagle Gate, you know, all those, I knew where they were at, but like, man, I, even just like a story just inside there that wasn't a battle. Like, there's still, there is so right. much we could tell in there. Um, But there's something I did want to hit on with you specifically, because you're the only yep. other person out there that I've ever heard talk about this, and that okay. is the potential of I Guess alternate timelines or multiverse, if we want to go with a Warhammer, oh, yeah. Fantasy multiverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you and I are in, in on that. I don't know who else is out there, but man, well, I mean,
1: fundamental, it
0: already is,
1: it already is a multiverse. Yeah. Um, you know, you have, the, you have the end times timeline, which they've committed to, yeah. they've said that this is that timeline, uh, but there's the original Storm of Chaos uh, uh, timeline where Archeon um doesn't quite do the trick, but obviously. And uh, there's a really wonderful interview with Gab Thorpe uh, with uh, Jordan Sorcery, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he talks about uh, the development of that. It was a summer campaign, and essentially it was an attempt to do the end times without, you know, the end part. Uh, essentially, change up the setting so that there was, you know, the opportunity for narrative advancement and all that kind of stuff. And um, and it sounded to me as though it was one of the reasons um, Gav wound up uh, leaving was that the direction was no, we're not. We're gonna unwind a lot of it, and that's actually the the, mm. the story of Eighth Edition. Right. A lot of the books unwinds a lot of retcons out, a cool. lot of that that storm of chaos um, sort of changes to the lore, and then eventually it comes to the end times, and they kind of do the whole thing. They just take it all the way uh, instead of uh, sort of halfway. Um, so uh, there's the, that. There's of course there's Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is an alternate alternate Techford. universe.
0: Yep, they just find the book and nav uh, instead
1: yeah um Uh, and there's
0: actually the mmo was the mmo was a alternate timeline too because in that Archeon failed and there was a zinch ever chosen oh wow really yeah yeah that's a that's a whole separate timeline and like there's a i think there's like three or six books about it and like a comic book i have all that because i love that mmo yeah that's technically an alternate timeline because it was it was post Archeon as a failure of something Like they didn't talk about it it was just like here's the new ever chosen he was like a zinch guy it's like all right yeah it's cool
1: and maybe that's a maybe that's a a, a maybe they took the post storm of chaos a sort of setting and and ran with it in that direction um i think and and there's no reason like honestly like you like GW pivots all the time right oh, like yeah. there's no reason why such a thing couldn't be but also i think it's kind of beside the point
0: um it's just know, fun. like it's it, the what- ifs are always fun. yeah we know we know what we're yeah, in, what if, but like what ifs are fun
1: what ifs are fun and also very zeitgeisty right now like the marvel cinematic universe is confusing as hell because they've <laughs> really embraced they've embraced uh you know some of the most wacky elements of of sort of the, the comic book narrative of like having um you know multiverses and and you know different different instances of the same person and all that kind of stuff um and we are of course uh you know in a in a in a setting that uh you know uh, has the realm of chaos uh you know and like trying to break through its gates at all times. you know. There's well, no reason actually, why there I, I, couldn't I, be something like this.
0: I'll put this out there, too. It was in one of the uh, early... I'm not sure if it was... I think it was the second audio drama for the Gotrek's Return to the Old World. And it's near the end, and Zeech is trying to tempt him. There's a realm gate that would take him to the place where... If you remember... It's spoilers for the end of Gotrek and Felix in the Old World, per se. But, um, it's fine uh obviously gotrek gets separated from felix for his reasons and felix is like semi buried in like this cave like on the side of a mountain and like there's it sounds like he might be rescued but like that's kind of where the story ends he's writing down the the doom of gotrek that he's finishing his story just in case he runs out of air before he's saved but uh-huh. gotrek is shown a realm gate that goes back in time to the old world and he was almost he was he was considering pulling felix through so it's like, and not take that whole thing aside. He chose not to, whatever. Um, but the fact that they've They, elect, live, they, they leave
1: that, they that left, narrative option open. Yeah. That's
0: there. Like, there could be a realm gate that, like, opens up and boom, this random Stormcast finds himself back in the old world. Just one. Sure. And it's just like, what <laughs> the heck dude, would yeah. he do? Like, that would be a fun story, him just walking around, just like punking the Chaos Warriors that think they're BA and he's just like you're chaff.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it'd, it'd be cool, uh, but I'm I for one uh am uh pretty satisfied with actually the place they decided to to put this game like narratively in a lot of ways the the great war against chaos um um is kind of what feels like the present day should have been um mm-hmm. hold on a second what we up, to set up okay nope. cool um no i just make it i got windows update wanted to turn my computer off so <laughs> if i vanish i'll be back don't yeah, worry all right um the um but yeah like I, I i like i really i really do feel like the like because you have the empire as as sort of um has been infighting and it really isn't the empire that we um you know from the end times timeline mm-hmm. would would know it as it's actually like a bunch of squabbling city states and and provinces there's no real sort of unification of it at all right at this at this exact moment um and yet all the other uh you know all the other factions are kind of where they were ish um you know like uh you know i'm sure the elves are doing elf stuff and uh, yeah. no i, I plan and, on doing and and uh, bretonians yeah. are bretonians and like you know like it everything sort of just feels like this is the this is the right place actually for the narrative setting um and i don't need to think past it really
0: yeah no i'm i'm personally i'm going to be doing here soon a uh like maybe a video series most likely one video since i think in the term of the high elves what were the high elves doing at this time where was and tectus and Ilarial you know all all that sort of stuff like what battles were recent not recent just kind of think about that scope helps me put it in perspective um but yeah no i'm excited and what's fun too is you know in the mortal realms of Age of Sigmar, it's like, oh, the, the, the big thing that happened in the past was the end times. And when we were mm. fighting through the end times, big thing that happened in the past was that great war of chaos. It's kind of like, what was that thing? We had some stories, and I'm glad we're not in it. Because being in it would just feel like you hit the ground running with, with narrative options and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to enjoy this lead up, and I can't wait to see that story unfold slowly.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and I and I think I said this on uh, on SquareBase, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that maybe the crux of whatever the narrative development is, that whatever tips off this uh, this rise of chaos in the setting, uh, I assume it happens somewhere in the sandy dunes of the Border Bord Princes. <laughs> um, you know, like there's there will be some MacGuffin that uh, that is discovered uh, and uh, and sort of moves moves things forward. Um, and that will be, that'll be cool. But like, again, that's who knows how many years down the road. I'm, I'm also, it's interesting that the, the, the book, the book, uh, that is being released by black library alongside this is quite understated. Um, it was a first night that was called, uh, it's a, a Bretonian book, uh, Something Lance. um,
0: Lord to the Lance, first Lance, first Lord, Lance, of Lance, first Lance Lord of that, the yeah. dance, there you go. Something like that.
1: Um, it, it it's not very, uh, doesn't seem quite very it doesn't seem very grandiose in its scope anyway it's not like um you know it's, it's not like centered on any any like major what will be point, or yeah. is major character yeah it's it's more it's very it seems like much more of a uh setting establishing sort of a world building type uh grounding type novel mm-hmm. um we'll see i actually i did pick that one up that's actually i picked up the, oh, the limited edition of that my first limited edition ever I, I splurged on that guy there you go um but uh yeah like so it'd be interesting to see how how they sort of build out um that grounding and then go from there because it does feel like sort of been saying this about like uh underworlds the first edition of that was shadespire and i think a lot of people just still call it shadespire to this day <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if the if the overarching brand like if we go into another edition if this is Warhammer the old world the next edition might be shifted somewhere else um it might have a different focus um like new world um who knows Uh, (laughs) um so uh so yeah like they do have lots of ways they can go with it and uh what does seem really really true and cool is that everything we know of the game um and it's quite a lot at this point uh sure does seem like a a a very good iteration on what they've done in the past with with this with the warhammer rule set and uh, just seems really meaty i'm like I'm I'm very eager to uh, to actually start you know playing a game and seeing how this all interacts mm-hmm. on the table.
0: I when I see the the day that my book's going to arrive and I hopefully I'm not away for work at that time, but I'm probably going to take at least a half day off of work to just sit and read it all, like that. Mm. I, I and I look forward to that because that's when I'll start digesting it and then I'll start playing games with it. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm enjoying the fire hose of content we have. I'm, I I think you said it at the start of the show here. My favorite part about this is everyone's going well, what's the best faction because that's what gamers we want to do and everyone is going I don't know we'll find out yeah. and let's let's find yeah. out together.
1: <laughs> there there are some there are some that you know do seem like clubhouse leaders elves are always a popular
0: one. Yeah. Um swordmaster stalks like right now.
1: Swordmaster stalks at Woody's Woodie's of all uh, like the, the wood elves seem uh, pretty darn good. Well, that, um, I
0: think the, but, the wood elves are going to be based upon the TO and the table.
1: Like that's the thing. So this is something I think very underrated thing that uh I don't know. I, again I've been kind of focused on what we're we're doing. So uh although no, I've been yeah, I've been I've been mixing it up out there, but I don't know if I've heard enough people talking about the fact that, you know, uh line of sight is abstracted. Yeah. Um so you know, uh hills hills block terrain, uh, sorry, hills hills block line of sight infinitely, A models base blocks line of sight, um uh, forest block line of sight. Um so, so you're, that you're immediately means yeah that immediately makes it so that you know the table matters a lot and like having and it was sort of sad not sad at all it was just it was interesting to see that um for the most part everyone who had sort of those day one battle reports um they were just sort of they set them up like they were you know eighth edition tables um uh with not a lot of line of sight blocking in between and and stuff to maneuver around but i think that will become uh it'll be interesting to see how um how uh how so yeah terrain layouts evolve how people come to like playing the game um i know that uh etc the etc pack and i'm I'm sure anyone who's familiar with ninth ninth age which unfortunately i'm not really um would would be very comfortable with the idea of like forests and and hills blocking a lot of sight that was a that was a key found that was a key point of their pack which changed the game quite significantly obviously uh for anything that's shooting um just the fact that uh the table, although bases are bigger because of the way charges work and and the way movement is, um, you know, the table, sorry, the, the table is a six by four, uh, but the bases are bigger, so you'd think you have less space. But because charge ranges and threat ranges are are shorter, mm-hmm. um, uh, they actually the table, as a result, is not going to be bigger. I'm be very curious to see how maneuver works with that. Yep, um, a little bit less. There seems to be a lot of pushing. maneuvering. Also. Yeah. Lo- like lot well yeah there just seems to be yeah a lot of opportunity to do cool stuff and like there's so many more movement related rules formation based mm-hmm. um uh reforms and and uh all that yeah. kind of stuff the other thing that's super curious and we i still haven't seen how it'll be interesting when the real gamers get their mitts on this but frontages wits um yeah. you know like uh the opportunity to go super wide, um, and in general, it seems to encourage sort of a a, a shallower, wider formation rather than the you know uh, narrower and longer formations. That I think were very common in eighth. Um,
0: yeah, well, it's like so I'm curious to see how that feels on the table. Yeah, because now it's you know with no no step up, that's going to change how wide you're going to want to go because you want the bodies behind to step up to ensure you have bodies there to at least hold up the enemy. Uh, but I think too. You know, at Square Base GT, I had a Lothian Sea Guard and Sea Helm, and I'd be charged instead of stand shoot. I would reform and get steadfast and be five wide and like six deep. Well, technically, I just put myself in marching column now. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: or like uh, you've also got uh, uh, drilled as one of the USRs mm-hmm. uh, in this, which allows you to change your formation before you move. Feels like you might be able to do that before you charge if charging is movement. Um, so you could be in a, um, you could be in a marching column or you could be even just in sort of a, a, more of a narrow formation and then go as wide as possible to maximize your attacks on your frontage. Um, you know, cause you can reform up to two ranks, I think. So say you even if you go from like a, you know, being four deep to two deep, um, you know, suddenly you're very, very wide and you have a lot more guys swinging. Um, and from what I think, I think it works the way it works is that guys, who I think you remove from the outsides in as far as like when you're imagining casualties, Mm -hmm. I might be misspeaking there. Um, But um, that would mean that like, you do have to grind through a lot of guys before there's no one left to strike back. Um, Which uh, anyway, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Yeah. You're
0: just, you're just explaining that we, you know, square base strength, Amber and all the content creators, we have a lot to talk about for the next couple of years. (laughs) so mm-hmm. and it's gonna be interesting to see like what sparks us as a community as we form like what things pop up it's like yeah you know, like i think the first debate uh you and rob already talked about is 1999 versus 2000 it's great i mean yeah the way, we, we gotta we got just try it there's gonna be events where they say this is what we're trying see how it goes another event does a different way see how it goes and then we gotta talk about the terrain while that's happening too probably and like you know well that
1: for the, for the series of, of Old World events, Rob's thrown in, in, in Nottingham at the Arena. If you if you are listening and you're in the UK or near Nottingham and you want to go, I think there's still tickets available. Um, uh, not for the one that I'll be at, unfortunately. I know, guys, don't, don't to disappoint. But there are, there are, I think, another two or three events he's running right after that. Uh, certainly for the one that I'll be at, which is uh, the last weekend of March, um, The I think we're, we're going with 2,000 okay um but we're going to go with a rule of 3 for non-core and a rule of 6 for core. And so basically um if if you're restricted more than that if it's like 0 to 1 or you know what whatever per 1000 then it's the lower number but essentially one thing that does feel like a place the game would immediately go with the army build with the army building rules as they are is you would have a lot of like you would have MSU in a big way. Mhm. Uh, with with a lot of um, you know the best single entity models uh, being repeated a lot, um, right. you know it also opens up a lot of opportunity for magic like magic bam, um, and that's not all not necessarily terrible. I know AOS has a different sort of culture around this. It's been interesting. Rob and I clashing over over this <laughs> on this topic. I was shocked. When he when he acquiesced and said uh he actually didn't even acquiesce, he just sent me the, the rules he wants to use in the pack and it had rule of three and I was like, What?
0: How <laughs> <I'll laughs> dare you?
1: <laughs> I, 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 I got one. Um, but no, he's I think I think he's sort of on board. I, the reason why I feel like that's probably a wise way to start is that especially from an event meta um, perspective and what you guys do in your games, guys like at in your clubs. Or at your events, you can use uh, a restriction, or you can not use a restriction. Play out of the rule book. That's fine. Yep. Um, is I just think that, especially when we start getting larger events, if they if they are sort of the out of the box, um, very loose um, uh, building guidelines, um, we're going to see a lot of builds and armies that are, I think, a turn off to a lot of people, and I think there will be discouraging, uh, a discouraging effect of you know whether or not someone wants to go into events. I think. You want armies to look like armies, and the way that the army building rules are constructed um, definitely leaves a lot of opportunity to build armies that are going to be, you know, the equivalent of Taudar from Seventh Edition Forty K. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you know, bringing in allies uh, and then only the best, uh, only the best unit as many times as you possibly can. Um, and that's, to me, that's not. Ultimately where, I mean, if, if that meta did develop and it probably will, cause not everyone's going to think restrictions are a good idea. Um, I think that invariably in my, my history of watching this, uh, that type of unrestrained army building, generally speaking, does not stay unrestrained. The lid gets put on it eventually. Um, I am curious for example, to see, is there going to be, a, an official because they're talking about tournaments in their, in their, uh, in, in their round table, obviously events are on their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like people playing this, like people will play these things at, you know, tournaments or narrative events or w- whatever, um, you know, so like I wonder, will there be a, a like a, some form of a, you know, match play, you know, sanctioned pack um, for this game that comes from on high. That would be super fascinating to see. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprising either. It would, you know, like,
0: I, a, I mean, a, yeah, at least if, all that kind of stuff. If we have it at the US Open, like we have, we have to have it created. So it's not out of the question that it won't exist because you know there's no reason they won't look to try to have these in, in, there. But uh, but also I'm excited too because like there's the event in Sweden. It's obviously the square based GTs over Nottingham. Uh, Adepticon's having one. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if their packs out yet. But you know once I get the rules in my head, that's when I want to go look like okay, oh these people are doing TOs. Like what are they trying? Like what's it going to look like? And we should try a lot of variations. But we all you know as long as we can all. And I know Rob's good at this for Age of Sigmar, but like be able to collect that data and look through it. So, as a community, we can come to better decisions overall quicker, as opposed to just this side of the country is playing this way. This side of the country is playing this way. Cause even in Sigmar, when that started, it was, it sure. was so frustrating.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, that, I, I just think there are certain things that are a foregone conclusion. Um, there is an intersection between spam and theme, of course. Like some things being spammed, uh, you know, or, or like repeated uh, a lot in an army list uh can be very themy yeah. um and and we'll look, look at the arcane journal appropriate the
0: citra's but... chariot list
1: yeah but sure but i mean those are core units like you expect sure. to see tons of core units that's right true. that's true um but like uh uh like that's 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 not what i'm talking about like it's it's more like yeah i don't know i don't know man i've just i saw eighth edition i was there i lived it <laughs> you know blow by blow uh and all the way to its felt like a long time but actually wasn't i think it was uh, within the first year of its release, uh, would have been Adepticon, would have been Tyrants versus uh, Poxwalkers, uh, and Adepticon on the top table. It was like nine or ten flying hive Tyrants, mm-hmm. very good list. Um, and uh, and uh, I'd say a few weeks following that, uh, we saw the Rule of Three uh, get implemented into into 40k, and then suddenly, like that, that really snapped it. Um, into um, and that worked really well for 40k as far as like bringing the 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 styles of armies you saw into some sort of a um they they looked a lot more like armies that you would expect to see right as opposed to just cramming all the best stuff that you possibly could in there was some restriction little economy of choice and uh and the game was just gangbusters all the way up to space marines 2.0 so like i think i think that uh, one way or another that if the event scene does a take off and there are lots of armies out there being played. And if, if they are out of the, out of the book, as opposed to any sort of community comp applied, um, we'll see, I would, I would, I would, I would suggest we'll probably see some pretty wacky lists that, oh, yeah. um, are a bit of a turn off to, you know, people who aren't games gamers first. Um, and, uh, and you know what might ruffle, uh, might might wrinkle their noses at those things because even now, like with the you know, I don't know how many gyrocopter lists that appeared briefly, oh uh, there, like evil theory crafting, um, yeah. you know, even even with that, like obviously, that's a list that has vulnerabilities and could be counterplayed and things like that. Um, but you Actually, know, like, I watched a,
0: a, before recording this, Mountain Miniatures did their stream and it was Dwarves versus Beastmen which is great to see something that wasn't tomb kings and brett's for once uh, i mean i saw a few but oh, for like, sure um but he had two gyrocopters and uh, they didn't really do that much so it's like yeah there's clearly vulnerabilities like sure you want to spam this go ahead it just means we are, we're we're going to know how to beat you eventually and once we do you're never going to win a game again with that
1: maybe but there's also lots of I, I would say there's basically i want people to get out first you know what i'm saying Oh yeah. and i would say there's probably more people who would be they, like you you we're we're also talking about a community. that's going to be a lot of returning players, a lot of people coming back to the game. And their most recent memory was a, a, a tournament meta, which they found. And it's funny, I have to use this word because Warhammer players are literally like this offensive, <laughs> they found the tournament meta offensive. It did not. It was so counter to their tastes mm-hmm. that they were offended by it and they didn't like the way the game played and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the same thing, I felt the same way about people's opinion of tournament 40K when I started playing in seventh. Like they would see what was was on the table in the seventh edition tournament game, and they were literally grossed out by it. Like it was like, <laughs> how could you do this to this beautiful game? And then basically what happens there is then you get a, a situation where the players are blamed for being, you know, gross whack dudes, like being these these like try-hard guys, just like, just... You know, yeah. like non-gentlemanly, which is the most bullshit like, word in the world. Uh, whereas, it, you know, the rules writer playing, wrote it that way. <laughs> the rules writer wrote it that way, right? Yeah. Like, I never used... I, it took me a long time to understand, truly, the Raw versus Rules as Intended thing. The yeah. problem with Rules as Intended is that none of us are the rules writer. So everyone has this opinion of intention. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're playing at an event, and this is why I love events, is... You're playing with the rules as they are, in fact, written. um, And because that's the only thing that we can agree on, that we know, that is knowable. And um, you play within the rules of those games. People will call people who are well within the the constraints of the game a win-at-all-cost player because they are playing within the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, upsets me because that could easily be avoided by having constraints on the game. Where the gamers are still going to play as hard as they can, they're going to build a tuned-up list that's going to beat the crap out of people, but it's going to look more uh, acceptable to a wider base of players. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, yeah. it's all to me. It's all about perception because, like, it's this is a game of aesthetics. It's a game of, of like, again, founded in lore, uh, played with very intricate, delicate miniatures. Yeah. Um, you know, like these things actually matter massively, um, and I think. Ultimately, the rule sets that have had some constraints on army construction are the ones that have been the most popular play in public formats. And I think you see that success in 40K in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe in some elements of how they they, they construct armies in AOS, I don't know, might be a totally different thing. But um, yeah, that's where I am on that. I, I And maybe I'm just fear-mongering and a lot of people will be like, this guy is just let... Just let them play we gotta let the meta develop it's like well the meta is going to develop and people are going to buy a bunch of models that like six months down the road when they change their mind uh they can't use anymore and that's to me a much worse thing yeah it, um i mean just having some
0: it's about being proactive as a community too like do i want see, like, i want to see events where it's just open and go like like a like a club see what happens but i want to see events you know where you're restricting and i want to see events with different restrictions you know like where no one no one's out here like leading the charge We're like this is how it has to be played it's like let's try these different things and see how it goes oh, yeah. it's like i'm know. out
1: there i'm out there saying this is how it has to be played. oh okay well that's
0: <laughs> that's if you're square best rule of threes in place uh, no. permanently
1: i was i i would say no i think that would be rather unbast of me i would i i like i just i just want this to succeed man yeah, and i yeah. want people to want to come out to events and the number, the only thing I see being a, 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 you know, a hitch in the giddy up on this at, like, and this is a game that's wildly complicated. The learning curve is going to be vertical. Yep. It's going to be hard to even be like competent at this game. Um, you know, the only hitch I see is just like unrestrained. our building <laughs> rules. Um, and uh, you know, For and me, then the other thing to this, my, other,
0: my restraint to start. I don't like allies.
1: Exactly. Well, and to me, allies and spam go hand in hand. Yeah. I think those are two things that we've learned. We've learned those lessons in the past. Um, Because the other thing, too, is that with unrestrained um, uh, army list building, I get like this is essentially what you don't get to see is how this game actually plays because you're going to get a lot of skews, Mm -hmm. right? So you're going to get a lot of like real rock, paper, scissory type situations. And so you we don't actually get to learn where all the like actual interest increases are, where all the interesting nuances are, because a lot of people will go for raw power as fast as they possibly can. Um, and when you when you put constraints on, it will invariably lower that concentration of power level in in the units that you can choose. And then we're going to see like where are the powerful combinations? Like you don't even have to try hard if you can just click control control v on you know the best <laughs> units available to you. Uh, you don't have to look for all of those interesting interactions. You don't have to really put things to through their paces necessarily. Um, you lose a lot of the like cool design if if that's where things swing. And who knows? Maybe maybe there aren't enough things to do that with. But you know, like you could run an entire army of just five, units of five Wood Elf ar- archers right now, and that's going to yeah. rain a lot of death uh, <laughs> on people and be very 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 tough to clear out um i'll just you know, look at like, that army
0: and be like all right see you later i'm you win <laughs> i don't want to deal with that <laughs> and there you go yeah, like i don't and, want that and that is that. yeah that's like frequently and like
1: you're a, and you're a tournament player like mm-hmm. you're a guy who's like seen some shit mm-hmm. like you like you've seen I, wild I, stuff out there right? i want like,
0: honest shit like when i when i went to square base i was bringing a, a pain in the ass high elf army 40 white lions a but i only brought one eagle because i wasn't going to do that little trick where you can't move and charge i'm gonna be like sure. this is a tough unit um, but i'm gonna fight you honestly that's i don't mind that level of bullshit it's the i guess npe non-player experience type thing or it's just like this isn't a game this is just us waffling about till you win because i can't physically beat this because it's
1: but what like weird. so but you're also the type of guys if you came up against someone who did play two great eagles you wouldn't be like this guy had like no parenting this guy has <laughs> yeah. no morals right
0: I'm like, you know what he, i mean he, like he brought it, it it's in there let me see if i can get around it he brought it
1: <laughs> exactly like you're gonna you're gonna you know take that on the chin if you got it or you're gonna try and deal with it or solve it and if you come out with the w you're gonna feel good about yourself mm-hmm. if you don't you know that the guy ultimately took the better choices yeah. and you didn't for other reasons yep. but it's not because you're like somehow morally superior and like no. having having like this basically you have temptation <laughs> when you have too much like un, un, like basically no restrictions um, you know, from a moralistic point of view, if we could even view it that way, um, because people do get offended uh, about this type of stuff, and it it can be a, it can be a turnoff. I might be a bit of a chicken little on this. That's true. Maybe we'll see some unrestricted events, and the the army lists will look great, and they they'll maybe the skews will get trounced. And you know, the the best way to go is you know a nice combined arms approach or whatever. But or you know, maybe we'll see you know. People just spamming as many magic missiles as they possibly can, just like Malefic Lords, um, you know, were with, with Smite in 8th edition 40k, which, by the way, that's totally what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I know. So, yeah. I um, say personally, my, my thought process when I get the books in hand is, I, I, and then I'm going to start a new high elf army eventually. For now, I'm just going to get the movement traits that space things out because I'm, I'm going to keep those on small bases because i might play eighth edition I, i'm that type of guy that's what you, you know what my group's like we might still play that on occasion um but who knows my, my plan is to take the first month or two and every army list have something different i want to i want to play with a oh yeah everything in my army once or twice beforehand but like that, said that remains to be seen and, and, and we could talk about this this, this is night. this is
1: the time like especially if you are like fresh off of uh you know eighth edition or like if you're up you know six set or whatever this is the time to like look into that hobby cabin and be like what arm what 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 unit have i put together or, or acquired uh that has never seen the table more than once because yeah. they just
0: suck and this chariot. is their
1: time to make <laughs> this is their time man like this is it like this is the time to get those those dudes out and just try them. Um, that's what I love about like refreshes and like resets. Is like everything is good until proven otherwise. Yep. And uh, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to just see armies of one unit. I want to see armies where we're trying as much different shit as we possibly can. And like that's why that's why I believe in some restriction. Um, and uh, I guess I can get off my little soapbox here. Everyone can <laughs> call me uh, call me an idiot. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. In the comments I'm o- below, I can only let only know how
0: idiot of a val is. <laughs>
1: I can only I can only influence. I cannot I cannot stop you, nor would I try and stop anyone from playing in a in an out of the out of the box tournament. And uh, I'll probably wind up playing in a few myself. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I look forward to seeing how this whole community grows. Uh, I'm glad that there's so many voices out there now. And like I said, I, I know you guys have seen growth. Even I, my channel's seen growth talking about this. Over, awesome, because it's been it's been a good time. Um, so yeah, let's let's just get out there, have a good time. So Val, before we head off, because you know, we've, we're about that at that time for the length of, of a usual show, um, work, right. I'm, I'm gonna put links down below, but where can they find you? Where's the best way to get in contact with you to talk some square bases or listen to you talk about square bases? Uh,
1: uh well, yeah, if you, if you want to just listen, um, uh, you can, you can, uh, find us on any of the podcast platforms. We, we, uh, our primary platform, probably YouTube, um, uh, where we do a, a podcast with me and Rob, and Rob's been cranking out edited stuff too. That's Square-based. Uh, a Warhammer Fantasy in the Old World is the subtitle, but Square-based should, should do it for you if you just type that into YouTube. Uh, we're also on all podcast platforms as well as an audio-only podcast if you wanted to listen. We've got some good good rambles where Rob and I go back and forth on a lot of, a lot of similar topics. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. If you're desperate, you can go back into our back catalog on the Honest Wargamer Streams. Um, that's where we originally were, were posting those. There's a playlist on YouTube if you if you're desperate enough for that. I like the first episode. First episode's good. Yep. Uh, where I I do a little history of 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 fantasy. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, I was certainly fired up to do it. I don't think Rob said more than two words in that episode because I was <laughs> basically <laughs> go, I hadn't go. had anyone to talk to. I hadn't had anyone to talk to about fantasy yet. Like like a couple of local friends that I had like strong armed into playing against me here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then Rob was like, "I want to do an old world show." I'm like, "I'm there." What time? He's like, "Well, I recorded 11 a.m. GMT, 6 a.m. my time." Yeah, sure, I'm there. Let's do it. Um, and uh, and uh, and if you want to see, because we're we've moved on from it, um, just the back catalog. There's also uh, only old minis question mark episode, uh, where we come to the realization that only old miniatures would be in the in the old world, and that was actually a real that was that was a real moment comes, uh, comes for Sigmar us on the moment. show because yeah. it, it definitely. That was, uh, are we, are we really, are we doing this? Even if it's not our wildest dreams, it was, it's pretty close, but, uh, you know, that was, that was a big bit of a gut check. Um, and there was a, there were fewer, fewer episodes for about a month, <laughs> 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 but we got our win back. And I think, I think we're, we're, uh, we're pretty positive and, and, uh, and fun show to listen to. So, uh, appreciate yeah. you having me out here, Chet.
0: No, I, I thank you for being here. I, I, I hope I get that, uh, legendary Heffelfinger bump on the viewership for this episode. Uh, right now, Scarry yes. uh, has the most watched of the podcasts. So, oh. so we'll see, oh, okay. see if, if the, if the half can take it down, but no, thank you for coming here. I'll put links to, you know, your, 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 your Twitter and also the square base down below. So go, go check it out. Cause they're doing a oh, great job. Yeah,
1: if you, if you want to, if you want to chat with me, I'm very easy to look up on Facebook. I'm Val Hevelfinger, the only one. Um, and, uh, that's usually, uh, a good way to reach me um and if you like what you hear and you want to bother me in the discords uh that's patreon only but hey listen to some episodes first see if you see if you want to hang out with
0: us yep uh, I, I bet you will because i i did um <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> well that's nice jack everybody out there uh stay stormcast strong happy hobbying and i guess we'll say it stay square based <laughs>